child development. Based on my experience as a foster youth, I decided to start majoring in child development. I would like to progress my career with children that obtain disabilities. The reason why I have decided to take this path is because I understand how difficult it can be to be misunderstood and know how difficult it is to be guided by a parent. Parents take a major toll on a child's life and it is what us adults become adjusted to, what is right from wrong, just like your own personal environment does as well. For example, always making sure you're not neglectful as a parent and trying to understand a child's point of view instead of your own as a parent. Making sure the environment your child is in is part of your role as a parent. Children observe their parents and their surroundings all the time. When growing up and entering adulthood, the way we all behave starts from our childhood. It is very important as a parent to focus on signs with their child when they're uncomfortable. Sign that your child is misbehaving or distant is due to neglection is just one sign that I can explain. Attention is key. As adults, we build children to be who they are. We encourage a part of them to grow who they are meant to be as adults. This is just some information to share that I have learned so far, and I'm looking forward to learning much more. Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Beyond Foster Care podcast. I'm your host, Dave C. Miller, right here with my co-host, David G. Hello, hello. And we've got a very, very special guest um, here with us on the podcast this week, Ms. Paola. Hello. Hi. Um, so uh, this is our very first uh, guest. Um, we, Whenever we can, we're going to have people on here to just talk about their their experience in foster care. We're looking to have, you know, experts come along in and, in and out whenever they come along. Um you know, people with information to share, things like that. But for this week, we have someone who was in the foster care system and can help, you know, share perspective and experience with us. So I want to start off with you, Paula. How long were you even in foster care? I was in foster care for about four months. For four months. Okay. Um, so you got back to your family fairly quickly compared yes. to um, a lot. Like myself, I stayed in uh, foster care from the time I was nine till when I became an adult at 18. Correct. So, so for you to get in and get out in four months, that must have meant that your parents or whoever got you out of foster care was really dedicated to, to making sure that you were only there for a little while and did whatever they could to get you out of there. So seeing that as you were only able to, as you were only there for four months, what led to you being taken into foster care in the first place? Um, well, it had to do with a, well, I guess you would say a claim that was given from one of my older sisters, which obtained us. Like or, an accusation of someone? Yes, an accusation of my father to basically lead us to um, get taken into foster care in the middle of the night. So it was really abrupt. It was something that we didn't know what was going on at that moment, and it was just sent okay. over. Okay. So once you were there, were you once you got taken into foster care, was there were you given a plan for when you would leave? Like, there, or were you just there and you had to find out the plan for you later? Um, I was never really told 
what was going to happen. It was mm. never really thoroughly explained considering my age. How old were you? I was 13. 13. Okay. Uh, 13 is when they, uh, is around, for, at least in my experience, when they first, is when they started telling me stuff. Because up until, until then, I had nothing but, you know, I know I'm in foster care and I'm waiting on my mom. At 13 years old, that, that's when, like, they start planning stuff? or No, that's when you start to, like, that's when I started to know what was going on with my case. Up oh. until then, I had no idea. I was just in these homes, and I knew I was waiting on my mom. I had no idea oh, what wow. was going on with my case and everything, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I didn't know exactly what was going on. All I remember is just uh, all of us four girls being taken there and not being, uh, like, told one thing at all. Oh, okay. That was back in 2007. Okay, were were you um, were you so your you and your three siblings, your four sisters, mm-hmm. uh, you guys were all taken together. Yeah, thankfully. And, and were you guys kept together throughout your experience? Yes. You all stayed in the same home. Mm-hmm. We did. Hmm. Uh, we had two separate homes. You had two, so you and one sister were in one home while the other two were in a different home. No, or? we were in the first home for the first two months, and then the rest and the remaining the period of, of that time was the other um, that was based in LA. Wherever we were located, the first location I can't remember. So you had uh, you had a change in yeah. the home. Mm-hmm. Was there like a an issue or a reason why you um, had to leave the first home? It was never explained, at least not to me. Oh, wow, that 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 happens a lot, especially in like. Uh, in groups of children. I think um, parents, if they try to be responsible, a lot of the more severe issues, they'll try to keep them from the kids, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, especially if it's something like, a, like how involved do you need to be if you're, if you guys have to be, have to, have to leave the home because you're, your your brother's robbing somebody or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, yeah. there's only so much of that that will be shared with you anyway. So a lot of the times you feel lost, but, um, there's only so much that would be shared with you anyway. So, when you once you got out of foster care, um, what was it like? Who, who, where did you go when you left? We went back to my mom. You went to your mom. My dad actually had to leave mm-hmm. for us four girls to go back home in order for us to legally be back with my mom. That was like what the judge ruled on her end. Mm-hmm. So he had to leave, and we were able to be back with my mom. Okay. Um, that that happens a lot where, um, like, just a person will be deemed unfit to be around children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, f- and for whatever reason, you don't have to share that. Um, but once you got back with your mom, how how different was um, the connection between you and your mom? Quite honestly, I slept with her every night. You so you missed, I'm not even lying. Like so I you, just couldn't be away from her. I no. missed her so much. I was so sad. Did your did the rest of your siblings like share that or? For a moment, yes. Out of uh, like think distress in a sense, where like mm-hmm. you felt like where were you this whole time? Kind of like what was going on? You didn't know what was going on. So yeah, for yeah. a minute we shared it, but for the remaining time, um, I was mostly really more closely with my mom. Are you the youngest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was one older me and then two younger ones. Okay, so you're second one. Um, so once, once, um, did you did you carry anything back to your home from the foster care experience when you once you did get back to your mom? Uh, I felt like unattached with my sisters. If anything, we all felt like we didn't really talk about anything. 
anymore. With each other? Yeah. Why? Did you guys all have your own experience in foster care? It's like teams. We formed teams when we were over there, like in our own, like with other families. We mm-hmm. formed like teams, like like we were closer to this person or I was closer to that yeah. person. It was like formed teams. It was so really you, strange. You, you became more... Um, you had more camaraderie with other people than your own sibling. Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened with, to me when I was in foster care. Uh, my sister and I, we ne- uh, when we when we got to foster care, my sister was always the do-your-best-to-fit-in type of person. Okay. So when we would get to a new foster home, I was, everywhere we went, I was the weird kid. So Yeah, because you, you were like, I don't need to follow the trends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or not even that. I just did... Everything I did, I did it my own way, like without, mm-hmm. without, without effort. And so, to some people, it can come across as you're you're doing your best to be to separate yourself from everybody else. So, I just kind of I was that quirky kid. So, whenever we got to a new place, my sister knew that the way that I could get uh, a leg up is to just shit on this guy because everyone's gonna end up <laughs> doing that anyway. It's like a stubborn sense of like humor. I mean, at least that's the way I see it. Yeah, but when you're too. when you're getting to a new place and you need a way to show everyone else that you can be them, you know, that's regardless of what the 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 label brother sister means. If your your relationship is going to be defined by how you treat each other, so that's mm-hmm. um, and so when you uh, oftentimes when in my experience. With foster care, there seems to be like a very polarized um, outcome of the relationships between siblings. Because most every all the ones that I know, when they get into foster care, they either go through what I went through, where they there becomes a little bit of a separation between them and their siblings, and from them, from there, it's not even the 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 label brother sister doesn't even matter. I'm going to treat you like a person who I'm going to treat you in the way that you're treating me, just like I treat everybody else here. Yeah. So th- that's how I, that's how I need, you know, she's just like another person here. I treat her like every, everybody else. Either that, or they become super duper even closer because of the experience it's, they yeah. lean on each other. See what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they're either, you know, not even brother sister at all, or like they're the super close, closer than brother and sister could be. They're like they're the actual best friends with each other. There's not much of a gray area. See what I'm saying? You're either the super close, or you guys are just kind of out there. Well, one of my older sisters is actually really territorial too. She became very territorial. Territorial oh, how? The one, just like this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna get. After, and then after. Yeah, very much. And I always assumed it was because when we were in foster care, she would always want to be like, I'm going to get this bed. I'm going to get that. Mm. She would let you choose. She was very dominant. She became very dominant. She was never like that. So I don't know if that maybe has something to do with it. Well, yeah, in foster care, because um, especially because there's four of you. So she was going to develop that that personality anyways. Mm -hmm. Especially how, how much older than you was she? Uh, she's, so she's 20, 20, she's four years older than me. She's 28 now. So when you got back to your mom's, 
she's 17 and you're 13. She was in high school, so she was. So that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, I know. And that's why the foster care experience can get confusing because yeah. now you're asking, you need to figure out is this something regular that happens or is this specifically happening to me? Well, you can drive yourself crazy trying to figure that out. That's true. That's very, very true. true. I have two older sisters above her that were never in the system, though. So does that take a factor into that? Um, in why she would just be kind of territorial and no, that's gonna. That is not true. Is it just me? That sounds like. uh, Well, since you're taking child development, what would you analyze? I would just think that she was just really controlling because she was our parents weren't there, so she just felt like like the parent, like the adult. It like, didn't, like feel, it didn't sound like she's being so. too much of a parent to you guys. She's just she was a little bit slightly cruel, but I understand <laughs> it. <laughs> but that does make sense. She was probably just take, trying to take the role of my mom, maybe in a sense. Maybe. No, that's not what that sounds like. No, really. It sounds no. like she's being the older sibling that just takes everything that she wants to take, which is a normal thing. But that means she has you in mind. See, that's why I kind of have to disagree with you because, mm-hmm. in my sense, I am an old. I have I have two younger sisters, and I didn't ever do that to them. Yeah. Even though I was still in like a younger state of mind, I even at this age, I don't do that to them. So I doesn't, you know, I don't feel like that factor took a same toll on me because of our age, our age differences. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was questioning her behavior, especially at, after she became an adult. She still kind of maintained this like very. Uh, dominant like you have to do this even after we were over 18 and it didn't make sense to me i was always still like hmm very controlling person oh, okay that, that might just sense? that might just be her personality though. maybe then <laughs> some people have especially uh especially like uh if she's so much older than you the um because four years might not sound a lot but in the in the grand scheme of you know 17 that's a lot so that's a ton older than you so to her she's living a completely different life I know, I'm barely entering being a teen, and she's already been a teen, so I guess I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, what was your mom's perspective of all of you once you guys got back? Like, how did she kind of view you? How did she interact with you guys mm-hmm. once you got back to her from the foster system? My mom has always been very quiet, mm-hmm. very humble person. Nothing changed in my perspective, personally. So she was the she, she was, was the exact same. She wasn't even thoroughly like overly affectionate at all whatsoever. Like you would think she'd be like, "I have you guys back." I, I no. he left and I'm, I have you guys. But no, she was just Sound like, "Hey, what's up? Like, how you doing? Right, well, <laughs> ready for school? Are you hungry?" It was really kind of strange. I was like yeah, yeah. more well, very like exactly. Um, <laughs> everyone's everyone's foster care experience is different. The reasons why people get taken into foster care is is different case to case. Yeah. Um, for a lot of parents, if their children get taken away because they're deemed unfit to take care of them or, um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons you could be deemed unfit, you know, Mm -hmm. a a lack of, you know, employment, you can't provide, um, or, you know, drugs, anything like that. Not taking them to school. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Um. So for it for for you guys, once you guys got taken away because of something that someone else someone else had to be removed from your home, she wasn't in the situation that a lot of foster parents or a, that a lot of parents are in 
when trying to get their kids out of foster care. It's not anything that she had to do. So for once she got once she got you guys back, why wouldn't there be a change? You know, um, it, you guys were only like I said, that's a very short period of time for you guys to be gone, mm-hmm. four months. Uh, that's like, you know. So um, how how much in contact did she stay with you while you were in foster care? We only spoke to her about once a week, from my recollection. Once a week. Um, we only had one phone one phone call, which I never really understood why, but maybe that was just what the judge had told the foster care parents or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's the last time that I remember. It would only be like every Friday that I would be able to speak to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Once you guys got back, and you guys got over the kind of initial um like once you guys got over just being back together and once you guys got settled into your own life was it just the same as it was before no it wasn't um everyone just felt like distant i felt like i felt really clingy with my mom (laughs) i'm not lying it was really strange i felt very attached to her but my sisters didn't seem to have the same reaction but they felt more like just doing their own thing, especially my older sister. And then the other two little ones always stuck together. Mm-hmm. And so it just sat, it just felt different because my dad wasn't there, you know. So him not being there kind of took a little bit of a factor yeah. as well because um, it was just my mom. And so it was just my mom and us four. How, would, how did him missing kind of affect your family? Because he kind of made everything like, he was very has like major OCD, so he would always like make sure oh we go to eat and we go to sleep this time. My mom just didn't really have control over us in a sense. Truthfully speaking, she right. didn't. So once he was so, on like the structure in your life, just kind of when he was missing. out, then um, it was just us, and that that's when everything changed. Um, would you say for the better or fifty fifty? Okay, honestly, my fifty being good, as in like. He wasn't there, so it made me happy that my mom wasn't around this negative person, mm-hmm. and as well as us. Mm-hmm. And then 50 bad would be that my mom didn't know how to and what to do. Mm-hmm. So she left a major weakness in our lives, and then yeah. impacted us differently. I mean, that's the that's the yeah. that that's the that's the setup, and that's a very common setup. Yeah, where, yeah. Um, where one parent will be kind of like the structural life navigator, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the. And then the other parent is more like the, the personal, the nurturer, um, like daily. Good cop, bad cop. Okay. Um. So how did your mom deal with having to be with having to be the both parents after that? My mom um, actually ended up moving us out over with her only family mate, which is one of her sisters. So we ended up leaving. You ended up leaving your home to go live with your relative, your mm-hmm. aunt? Correct. Okay. Um, the, did your aunt have children when you moved in with her? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you guys just came like one bigger family. Yeah. Did that, how did that like affect you? Um, this was around the time that I was actually starting high school. So, that was really hard, actually, because I had to basically feel like I had to help my mom 
raise my sister. And this at this Wait, point, say that one more time. You you felt like what? I had to help raise my sisters with my mom mm. because she needed help, which is why earlier I told you guys I started working at a really young age. Yeah. You started working when? I, when I was 16 years old, I got a job at McDonald's, and I would work graveyard shifts, mornings, anything just to help her. I dropped out of high school, um, and they were both still in middle school and high school. So... That's how I felt like I had to help her. I, who was I was going to help her? Right. My dad. So right. He's gonna Even help though her. you guys were living with your aunt. Yeah, my aunt also the same situation. She doesn't work, but she has a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's my mom's only relative. My dad has a lot of relatives, so he's fine. My mom, however, on the other hand, doesn't. So it was kind of like she had only me to cope with, and my older sisters to help her with anything. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, after you left foster care and you said that your family was very, like, you guys all just kind of developed, like, a distance between each other, how soon after that did your older sister leave the family? Um, That was actually when I went to high school because my sister actually ended up getting pregnant, my older one. And so she ended up having a life with her her boyfriend. So she kind of went off on her own mm-hmm. as, you know, everyone eventually does. She developed her own life. Yeah. As they all do, you know. Everyone does that. Everyone moves forward. Okay. Um, like, do you still live with your mom or you developed, you went off on your own as well? Um, after I was 17, I actually moved out. But I still mm-hmm. helped my mom. But I just couldn't be there That's anymore. a very normal age to move out, like 18, 19. Really? I don't know. I always thought to see myself, like, wait and then, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always just thought that was ideal. Ideally, yes. Um, no one usually moves out at 17, 18, 19. But it's, uh, um, I think you're starting to see the age that people move out of their parents' house rise as time goes on. Yeah. Um. I think, it, like, as as life and society becomes more and more expensive, people aren't having a choice. You know, mm-hmm. we like we all live in LA. I'm sure you guys all know how expensive housing is and things like that. Um, so um, that's why I when when AB what was it AB twelve got extended, yeah, or it extended the age to which uh, um, a foster care case could be opened. I thought that was a huge benefit because. Um, that's not even special, anything special or specific to foster care. Um, I think that's just reflecting what's going on in actual society. Regular people are dependent on their parents well into their 20s. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you know, I, I kind of drew that parallel between um, former foster youth and people who stay with their families into adulthood. Yeah. So, um was there anything else that you kind of wanted to bring up or talk about while you were here or before we can get to the docket that David may or may not have? Do you have anything <laughs> like announcements or anything? Um, no, I'll, I'll let you guys finish. No, no, I want to hear the docket. Yeah, I think we're all finished up. We were trying to get to like announcements <laughs> if there's any. Um, the only announcement is really just the Chafee um, Grant celebration, and that's on October 12th. Oh, okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, what, like... It's just a celebration party. Celebration for what? The for the Chafee Grant expansion. We expanded the age from 22 to 26. 
and added a four point million dollar budget. Okay, that, that's very good. That's very mm-hmm. good. Um, you it, it got extended to which age you said twenty six? Twenty six. Okay, I, I think that's back to the point that I just ended up making. People, um, people like especially foster children are gonna be dependent on the foster care system into adulthood just because, like I said, um, regular people are dependent mm-hmm. on their parents into adulthood. So that you're gonna see the that you're gonna see that um that need be more reoccurring over time. So uh that's been the Fo- Beyond Foster Care podcast. Uh I'm your host Dave C Miller. Um David G and I'd like to thank our special guest this week, Paula. Thank you. Alrighty, bye Paula. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. So it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Um, we're gonna have another writing session uh, in two weeks. Um, so any former foster youth that are interested in being a part of this, you're welcome to join us. Alrighty. Well, that's all we've got. I'm Dave C. Miller. Hey, this is Jesse. This is Beyond Foster Care. See you guys next week.